A hard head makes a soft behind. <laughs> I thought uh, you were going to say a hard head makes a soft ass. I was like, it's a lyric? <laughs> <laughs> Final episode of the season. Yes. Just a season of the Black Triad Podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Welcome back. You know, thank you for joining us on such, I'm going to assume, a beautiful day. Yes. Whatever you listen to this. Juneteenth, babies. Of course, yes. it's a beautiful day. Oh. Juneteenth. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm. Freedom feels good. Yes. So, what's new, gang? What's new? Mm. I'll wow. call it what's new about Dara. She's like, she's a new dreadhead. Yes. yes. So, so for next season, we're going to switch more regions because now that she has locks, she's more Caribbean than me. So I will be representing Africa. You're 95%. Right. I'm 92% West African. So I think I can hold that space. But since now she got blonde ass dress, locks, like I feel like she needs to take on a new venture and find her new Okay. Yes. And to go vegan. Yes. Yes. I am. Hi, Irie. Yes, Irie. we stop. Somebody's like, so like, right? get her out. I don't want, vote her out. I don't want her as my representative. Uh, but yes, what's, what else is new? What's, what's up, y'all? Well, I had a birthday. I, I turned 27. Yes. I forgot what day it was. I turned 27. <laughs> um, yeah, so late 20s life. Everything wow. hurts. Welcome. Oh, gosh. I pull a muscle going up the stairs. Dara's not there yet, so I'm not understanding what these old people are talking about. Soon come. I was like, soon come. Like, I am there at 28. My knee hurts. I'm walking up the stairs this morning. I'm like, oh, shit, it's over. I woke up, and my back was killing me. I was like, ugh, this mattress is way too soft. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I am old. I love how doubly, not only about like your back hurting, but also the fact that you're commenting on the softness of the mattress. It's like, that's how you know you're old. Exactly. I gotta get a new mattress. Okay. Welcome to aging. I also went grocery shopping and I commented on the price of juice. I was like, when did juice get so damn expensive? Orange juice, nearly five, six dollars. That is wild. Atrocious. That's that's atrocious. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yes, welcome. Welcome to the grand, the the actual official start of late 20s. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) With our glasses of water. (laughs) Stay sober. It's the morning. I think I have alkaline water. Oh, there we go. See, you should have alkaline water because you are now. (laughs) Shut up. You are now dreadhead. You gotta take the whole lifestyle. You know, the pH of the, you know, the vagina. I'm not supposed to have periods. So, the alkaline water. Okay, our black sisters, our women's, with a B in it, need to realize that periods are unnatural. Okay? And the only way to remedy that is constant semen. Right. You hear me? Okay, brother. Let me stop. Um. I don't believe that. Just want to make sure people don't actually think yes. that we fall in line with that. Never, ever, ever. Ooh. Yes, now is the Hotep Health Report, right? <laughs> so. Moving right These along. Hoteps of all regions. Like. Okay. A whole new audience with this podcast. Now it's like, this is the right type of podcast I want. Oh, God. Let's hope we don't start getting hate mail. Uh, okay, so what's going on in the world? 
Well, I guess we should start off with the sad shit or the the terrible things before we get into the frivolous dramas of the real world. So if you haven't heard, unless you're living under a rock, um, you know, this regime, I'm not going to even call it administration, this regime, by number 45, right, who really idolizes... Kim Jong Un. This is as like and Saddam Hussein. Can we just talk and... about at the at the, at the um, meeting? I think he turned to one of the reporters and said, "Like anytime he says something, his people are at full yes. attention. I want my people to do that with me too." It's like that is called dictatorship. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the people are in fear of their lives if they don't. Have right. right, like they do it because oh their lives are really in his hands and their families too. And you really want the fact that you really are like, yeah, like I want that. It, I'm not. I'm not even trying to give him that much credit, but it truly sounds like a child. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I want people to give me that attention and love. And it's like, you don't know that he's a dictator. That's why. Right. Like, oh my God. I was actually listening <laughs> to a, I was watching the news actually mm-hmm. last night and they were talking about, the, there was a reporter, I think from CNN that was like asking him to follow up that statement. Like, oh, so like, what was that about? <laughs> he's like, oh, it's sarcasm. Don't you guys get sarcasm? And then mm. when he discovered she was from CNN, he was like, oh, I don't want to talk to you <laughs> guys. So, so it's just, yeah, <coughs> hot mess express. It is. Um, but more uh, aside from that, um, there have been multiple like reports and, I guess studies on what happens to, um, I don't, I hate to use the word like illegal immigrants no, or illegal the, immigrants. Undocumented. Undocumented. <laughs> I'm like, there was the correct words to early morning, mm-hmm. but for undocumented people who are coming across specifically only the Mexican border, because yeah, right. they don't really care about any other type of immigrants anyway, but, um, that people are being separated from their like custodials and parents mm. and whatnot, which Little is people, babies, children, yes, actual babies. babies. Like yeah. one, per, I think I heard from a report where a baby was literally snatched from a nursing mom. Yes, yeah. and it's like it was being breastfed instead. Right, and these are these are obviously UN um, violations. Thank you. Yeah, clearly, and I feel like. I forget. And the UN, of course, confirmed, like, yep, this yeah. is illegal. Right. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? The U.S. is the only country that did not sign, like, the Right to Child or something like that act. Oh. Like, you know how U.S. is stupid with that shit? Like, mm-hmm. we don't sign things. Apparently, that one about, like, children's rights, we did not sign. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, it's I a few like, mandates. Like, you, like, world mandates of the United States didn't sign. I think even the one with um, the, uh, the court the criminal court, what's that called? The ICC? International mm. Criminal Court. Uh, like the US is like, mm, yeah, we should have the ICC, but they didn't sign. Right. What? We also didn't sign <laughs> like, like, oh, right we don't to... want to be war criminals. Like, but like signing like the Are you to... Africans and Middle East? Y'all need that, but yeah. we know. Like, the US <laughs> yeah. also didn't sign the, um, was it right to like healthcare or something like that one? Mm. It's like, but also that's why we're in like channels because yeah. we don't believe in that apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. people are being literally separated from mm-hmm. their parents' exodials, which is like morally ethically and legally incorrect and terrible and wrong yeah and this is a policy and that's Mm. what we need to also have known because like people are donald trump he's been claiming that oh like this is a democrat this is all right yeah right it needs to be a vote yeah no it does not have to be no not at all and and don't the republicans like aren't the majority majority in everything so Mm -hmm. i don't get this and so it's it's um 
it's really infuriating because he's saying, well, if the Democrats would just cooperate or, like, you know, work with us on immigration and stuff I like how like reporters that. be dragging them. But you got the House, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is a policy. This is a law. This is a policy that you enacted. You reverse you can, Yeah, do with this. Mm-hmm. I don't know politics that it, well, It's but funny, too, because reporters be giving advice, but can't you do an executive order, though? Like, right. <laughs> okay. And Trump was like, well, I can't. Like, oh, well, that's my time. I gotta go. Right. And obviously, even if it was something that they're gonna put up to vote, the idea that they have, like, the full control of the House and the Senate and the presidency, the, you if truly Democrats are not working this, you know it's because they're tacking along some terrible like laws and policies along with the legislation that you want. So of course Democrats don't want to fucking work with you. But the idea of like, oh no, the see, it's them. People, I, I hate to be the ones. People gotta wake up. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. we gotta wake up. Yeah. Sheeple, me stop. Sheeple. I'm gonna go back to the hotel. Me stop. I hate that word so much. No, but we, we gotta really get smart about like we can't. I'm not saying it's us. But we got to make sure that we're not being tricked by really fake news yeah. about like it's not, it's not a vote thing, right? It's really about policies and really holding the fire on people's asses, even though yeah. they are of the devil. So yeah. who knows? Speaking of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, uh, just with that, like I saw some of the vi- like the reportings and the videos and the pictures of these children. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like really heartbreaking. And um, and. What was it? Um, what's her name? Sarah. Sarah yes. Sarah. Uh, like that one reporter. I don't know what publication he's from, but he was just like, "Don't you have any empathy for this children? Mm-hmm. For these children?" She's like, "Uh, you're trying to get attention right, right. now." Right. And, <laughs> and I'm not going to bring impersonation. Sarah Sandy, whatever her name is, Huckabee, there we go. That sounds so good. I just came up with it on the spot. I'm going to try out for SNL. So, so yeah, it was just horrible. And one thing that I like, I guess, going into like a little bit of celebrity news. So, Trump's birthday was uh, recently. He turned 72. Oh, he's a Gemini? It's like one more clue. The Gemini delegation... Does not claim him. <laughs> he, um, I was like, of course he's a fucking Gemini. Sorry, girl. Um, I'm like, with the good. <laughs> but no, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, they uh, posted a, an Instagram like graphic saying mm-hmm. that for Trump's birthday that they were going to be donating like $72,000 on behalf member. of each family mm-hmm. member. Um, and also, and they got that's that's a four family household. Okay. <laughs> and they made sure to say from Chrissy, John, Miles, and Little John. Like, <laughs> like, Little John, like all of them. When your babies are richer than you, they can donate seventy two k. What about y'all? Okay. I can't. But they said also like seventy two cents, seventy two dollars, whatever you can. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Was some seventy two in it, so, um, so yeah, that was really awesome. It also bothers me that seventy two year olds can have positions of power, but you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I love Bernie, and you know I'm a little ageist, guys. <laughs> I'm glad you called yourself ask out. Me, yeah. Ask me what old people did to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, all they did was love you. Okay. They just messed up the economy. <laughs> oh, they can't get social security. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just three jobs. I'm dead. <laughs> I will say lastly, I know we were talking about the train right here, but like the thing that makes it like most infuriating about like the separation thing is like the use of religion mm, with there it. We go. And you're yes. like, oh, like you're, you're really going to do this. And it like, I mean, we're going to be talking about this throughout the entire episode, but like 
it is a reminder. It's the same verse. Romans 13. Right. That was used to justify slavery. Mm. And it's like, oh, so we're going to, we're using this now for different minority groups. It is something just so insidious about that. And the fact that people fall for it too, Mm. that is so worrisome. Mm -hmm. But like, Something about like you can't you don't use my Jesus for that. Jesus was okay. Right? Jesus was okay. Like, what? Mm-hmm. He fled because he was going to be killed right. by Nero. So right. and if they were separated at the border, you wouldn't have a Jesus. Okay. So like <laughs> to be very simple about that, but don't it is a true one of my biggest pet peeves, it should be the number one pet peeve, that people use religion for to incite to justify Society violence and mm. unethical, immoral things it's something that, things that really advance their own boils, agenda yes it boils like my blood it's and so corny not. and that's what people associate a lot of religious mm-hmm. things yeah. like, well you people do this i'm just like mm, yeah. damn it right you're <laughs> <laughs> right like a lot of religious texts we know that they have to be read in context it's mm-hmm. easy to pull like any kind of scripture mm-hmm. out and be like oh well see the bible says like mm-hmm. slavery is good or you have to listen to me and it's mm-hmm. like um that counts for like righteous leaders and i don't right. think you count right and also it was a child <laughs> slavery it was a completely different right. type of slavery you could actually get out of it yes. like just, and also yeah. there's so many there's like 300 times many more verses in the bible that talk about why you probably shouldn't be doing this right. type of stuff <laughs> and like including like separating people People and like ex- including people into your, invite people to your home yeah. and to your places and treating them like your name like the the number one rule I don't want to get too religious for people who are not really about that but like number one rule of Christianity specifically is you're treating your neighbor like like you're loving people as Jesus loves you or as you love Jesus yeah mm-hmm. that's really it and that's the biggest commandment it's like of them all. high key the major text of most religions yeah like, like, you know treat others the way you want to be treated right like with love and compassion and, right you know. yeah. It's just a universal, you know, thing, but I guess the same way as a common sense ain't that common. Mm -hmm. Universal values are just, I guess, not that universal, (laughs) but don't use religion to justify it. Moving Mm -hmm. on! Okay, so, what else is going on? Do we want to move over, speaking of religion, to the sixth god? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Please. (laughs) (laughs) It's on the double. (laughs) Right? Oh my god. This podcast has no chill. <laughs> How did we got full switch? Jesus. Okay. So, if Drake thought that by getting Degrassi back together, that we were going to forget he responded, didn't respond to Pusha T, he's absolutely right. <laughs> it definitely worked. I'm upset. Hey. Hey. Oh, man. So, Drake, uh, as we don't need to go over the whole Drake Pusha T beef that's been going on, but. But uh, we should. I was going to say, let's do a little recap. Yeah, let's like recap. So. Yeah, someone on Twitter. Yeah. Pusha T came out with a new album. um, And on. Disrespectfully using Whitney's. uh, Yeah, picture. Kanye. Yeah, Kanye's Kanye. Anyway. So, it was actually Bobby Brown's sister. Who yeah, who sold, sold it? The, the wow! And yeah, yeah, she yeah. was like, but uh, she was like, I regret it. Well, she really mainly yeah. regrets it because she didn't get no money from it. <laughs> <laughs> she sold it to like I think people and mm-hmm. like Kanye bought it from anyway. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so Pusha T uh, really came for Drake on his new album, and then Drake, you know, the petty prince that he is. Mind you, this is a backstanding beef. So Drake and yeah, Pusha they have beefed, like some. And I didn't know that ago. part. Of yeah. Like, where does all come from? Beef is just. I thought it was all. Beef is just so corny. Like it really is. Yeah. Like, 
Come on. At least people not die like Biggie and Tupac before. Oh, I mean, don't say that. I know, right? Rich, rich yeah. the Kid. Right. Is, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Right, these young rappers. I don't yeah, know. So like, she might die. Right. I didn't know Biggie had that heat. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's yeah, focus on right. one beat at a time. One beat at a time. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, Drake responded. And... With the duppy freestyle, right? Yes, <laughs> freestyle. And also, it's a, a, a wholesome one. We're just like, oh, like you're a really good guy, and like you don't want these, you don't want the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> just normal beef. Where it's like, ha ha, like not as much as like a Meek Mill one, but just yeah. like, a, come on, old man, you don't right? want this. <laughs> you and don't then, really sell drugs. <laughs> Who, which, then, by the way, can we talk about how Pusha T is a fabulous forty-one? Oh my god, yeah. so young. Black don't cry. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Still out when you're getting this money, right? Let me stop. But still with them braids, though. Yeah, Lord. still out here sitting between mm-hmm. That's somebody's how he knees. Himself, right? hair, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Drake responded. And he also sent a really petty memo for reviving <laughs> Pusha T's career. Sent that invoice. Yes. So, Drake had figured he was like, you know what? Once he typed that up, he's like, boop, send. That's done. LOL. And, and we're over. Yeah. And, well, nope. Because <sighs> Pusha T, uh, I, I wasn't... I wasn't ready. No one was. He had a fucking chuckle. Yeah, because uh, that was also the day that Roseanne was canceled, and <laughs> so was Drake. Um, I, I show Jesus. up on Facebook and I see Drake in blackface, and I'm like, now wait a wait, yes. now wait a goddamn minute yes. here. What am I looking at? I like, I, is this Photoshop? Yes, I first is this Photoshop? Photoshop? And I was like, um, oh no, this is this is Drake. This is light skin red red bone Drake. Mm-hmm. Degrassi Drake. Degrassi Drake. Mitchell <laughs> Jimmy. Mm-hmm. In Blackface. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And then uh, the song. Yes. Yeah. Mm-mm. What was the, the title again? Uh, the, the, the story of Adnan. Adnan. Yes. Right? So. Who's supposed to be Adonis. 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 Oh, the story of Adonis, but, right? It's Adnan, oh, but, but it's based off oh. of, I think it's the, um, so basically in the song, it drops that trick as a child. Yeah. Which was a baby. It was yeah, rumored by right. yeah. Look, almost With confirmed. With a um, French uh, model, porn star. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like it was, yeah, it was a rumor, but it was like semi-confirmed in the song. And then like, I guess because of like no response, confirmed by Drake because he did not, right. he addressed yes. the black face. He did not yep. address he the baby. Wrote, he went into his little notes on his yes. iPhone and was like, let me explain IG press release. Yeah, which one, like when he explained it, I was like, I get yeah, it. I, I was like, that. I told him what, what you were doing. Like, I get it. Foolish, but I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But young actor, you know, like, <laughs> okay. he was trying to talk about the pushback between like, you know, acting and the roles that they give you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, yeah. I, I get like, it. But yeah, you were your little IG press conference. Uh, about that and did not put baby and I was like oh shit you got a child yeah goddamn yeah, yeah right people uh, after that reports started coming out that oh Drake visited the baby for Christmas he sends money I was like oh uh, so he's not a dummy right right he, he takes care of his kids but real quickly you know black twitter went in but I just remember this one one tweet that had me cracking up it's by Asted Wesley, he goes. Drake came with rap punchlines and put your T hit back with investigative journalism. Yes! <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like Drake is very like, oh, we don't like, hey, no, like you don't want this, blah blah blah. And put your T really came back with like hard, hard evidence. Okay. And I'm like, now wait a minute. So he did an entire season of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> It was, oh, it was a lot, but so yeah, the the it's the, the um what is it the song of is added on yeah story yeah. story added on uh-huh. and apparently that's based off of his the supposed baby's name Adonis and I think 
he draped to have like an Adidas line. Which, like, is, that's, that's a tough name, name, name That's based kid. off of Adonis. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough name, name a kid. Like, yeah. your kid gotta be a bad bitch. Like, how you gonna force me to be a bad right, bitch? Right, like, like, if you want to be ugly, then right? it's gonna be like, oh, you're not an Adonis. Like, yeah, <laughs> that sucks. That really does suck. <laughs> but yeah, like, this, it really, like, the fact that Drake did not comment on this child mm-hmm. and that, like, everything seems to match up, where it's like, shit, like, Drake got a baby. Yeah. But then also, too, it's like, it's interesting thing. People are like, wow, you're not going to dress as Drake. But at the same time, it's like, um, yeah, he doesn't have to. Like, it's the one thing, too. Like, yeah, even though we're like a podcast reporting on the media and stuff, people have the right to their private lives. That like, is I'm true. so, like, mm-hmm. about that. Like, you don't want people knowing you have a kid. You don't want people knowing you have a kid. Right. Because, and it's like, like, you're not, I mean, like, as long as you're taking care of your kid. I was just going to say, like, like he's, yeah. not, he's not, doesn't seem deadbeat. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, if you're taking care of the kid, especially then, unless somebody's calling you out for being, like, a terrible father, mm-hmm. you don't have to tell your business. And given that Drake is so highly publicized and yeah. whatnot and highly public, I could see why maybe mm-hmm. you don't want that type of attention. But damn, Pusha T. Like, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for giving us that. It's like he took the drama too far. we didn't know we needed. <laughs> right. Way too far. Oh, man. Um, so, in continuation of rap beefs, since let's, let's just go into all the beefs. Yeah. Well, well, do we want to talk about the video that I'm upset with? Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah right. So, whatever it takes. Mm. Hey. Mm. I know I can make it through. Yeah, whatever ad lib. <laughs> I forgot the rest of the words. Be the best. The best that I can be. So, full disclosure, I didn't get to watch the grassy that Wait, much. Wait, uh, Why? Because we did have, like, that good, good cable. So, like, we had the basic channels and we couldn't get the end or not. Yeah, what was the it end? Was like, the in end. the morning, yeah, it was, like, not, Nick, it was uh-huh. Nick Teens or something like that. Or And then at night, it became the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I was all up on. I had a Degrassi.com profile and stuff. Oh. I was really into that shit. I was like, I fucking love this show. You like, I can't really watch it. And I would go over to my god sister's house sometimes. She'd be like, This Degrassi. I'd be like, Yes. I'm so I've seen a few episodes. I know some of the kids and stuff, whatever. I'm dead. So that was my life. <laughs> yes. I used to know, like, even though I don't like this person at all, mm-hmm. I knew that he used to stream. <laughs> like Degrassi episodes straight from Canada and I'm just oh. like that is a lot we're like 13 years old like, this is a lot but Degrassi was my show yeah my sisters and I used to go over to our grandma's house just cause she had the chance I mean to go spend time Damn with our grandma to spend time with our grandma but also because she had the end your poor grandma like oh my babies just wanna see me and every like, Saturday they come over they come over every Saturday you guys have favorites like, Ooh, okay. Oh, Who's my favorite? Mm. Liberty. Yeah, Liberty. Yes, I love Liberty that's the Liberty Yes, oh, yeah. I think yeah. either I like in Liberty. the show or in real life, she's either half or full Grenadian. So I was like, oh, that's is she? My people. Oh, and then yeah. Hazel as Hazel. well. I like Hazel too. Yeah, yeah. So we just like all the black people. Was, was wrong. Basically, <laughs> basically. Yes. Uh, yeah. And sometimes so, JT. Yeah, I like yeah. JB. Yeah, we love uh, we love JT too. Who mm-hmm. else? And that little fine one. Who was the bad? The bad boy. I forgot his name. Craig? Not Craig. Uh, I love Craig too, but no, he was like the bad kid. Not Spinner. The one who was shot him? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I mean, he a real bad boy, but like, I don't know. About I think that. it was like Sean or something. Maybe like Sean. That. I he was like, kind of like the bad boy that moved in. Like He wasn't in the video, though? Or was he in the video? One of them no, guys wasn't in the video. JT wasn't in the video. Yeah, like, I know JT somebody else did not make oh, it JT, in the video. Oh, JT, yeah. And I was like, damn. Turned it down. <laughs> yeah. But JT. No, Drake, I saw Drake post that. I forgot that someone, I, I don't know, I think it was JT or something like that, who asked, like, why, someone commented in Drake's, like, 
IG, like, oh, where's, like, JT? Like, people are missing. And he was like, oh, we told it. Drake literally wrote back, like, oh, we told it. But he thought it was a, a, a scam. Like, he didn't realize it was oh, real. Damn. So he missed out the opportunity so of, like, a lifetime. he's upset. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Damn. Uh, but, yeah, no, I so enjoyed that video. It was so nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And then Jane, Silent Bob, like, was yeah. that them? Like, yeah, that was, they, yeah, they were. Uh, what? I don't remember them being in that many episodes. episodes for they were there enough. But they made sure to make sure that they yeah. were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I could tell scams from. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Bob don't even talk. Like why is Jane? He found out, right? <laughs> oh no. So, yeah. Um, but um, do yeah. yeah. So do we want to move on to? Uh, Takashi and how his his life is ticking away. <laughs> how we are all just generally concerned. The self proclaimed king of Brooklyn. I don't claim that. Okay. I'm so confused. About is he for real from this. BK? Though? He is yeah. for real from from BK, BK claiming yeah. that he's king of BK. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know. That might be a, a child. A child. Yeah. I'm like, that's some Gen Z shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think that's what we see. Anybody who's right. over we the have age a of 21. president. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> we truly have a king in the same as Eric Adams. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know if we claim him as such, but mm-hmm. he is self-proclaimed, and he is look. He's looking to die. Yeah, he's fixing to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is he's trying to mess with some Chicago shit. But also, he's <laughs> also like so. What he's been doing is like. He's literally become like the 50 cent of like, yes, yeah, just yeah. pushing boundaries. Hashtag like, get the strap. Yeah, get the <laughs> Which also, I do not even understand what that means. Like, I think it's get a gun or get, a gun, but also like anytime I hear get the strap, I think of like strap ons. Yeah, like, yeah, right? So that's how I'm always confused. I was like, 50, really? Yeah, right? Like, what? Okay. <laughs> do you think this is an age thing? Like, right. he's, he's better over 40. Like, <laughs> he needs to realize that that don't, that don't work in every age group. Right. And <laughs> every. But yeah, so basically, Takashi Six Nine has been like pushing boundaries, yeah. like OD. He goes to every city, and because basically everyone keeps all these other rappers who are beefing, like he's like, yo, yo, come to my city, come to my city. Like you can't, you come to LA, you're done. You come to this, and Takashi will bring out his New York State license and <laughs> to each of these cities. Takashi Six Nine, Rainbow here, by Rainbow here, and my Six Nine tattoo on my whole face, right? city oh, at your concert. Arms crossed, like I am here. Yeah. What's up? Like it's oh, God. it is it's funny. Terrible. He's just exposed. It's funny because he's just like exposed to people. Like you're you're really not about that life. Like he's so extra that he's not afraid to die. Like and it's, it's, like, sad, it's, but like, it's also like, like okay. He doesn't. I feel like he doesn't realize the threat of it. Like Mm-mm. the the like severity of like what he's doing cause until he gets with the wrong one. Right. But luckily, someone will be smart enough. I hope rappers will be smart enough not to fall for this shit. Like it's right. never that deep. That's somebody don't need to die. kill anybody. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, I think part of it with Takashi, because because I know I'm, later we're gonna talk a little bit about, um, well, I'll talk a little bit about like Rich Kid and Lil Uzi, but like, the thing is, it's like the gang stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. one thing is to be like you have a separate beef with a rapper, and like, yeah, you hope rappers don't fall into like that whole killing thing. Mm-hmm. You got a whole lot ahead of you. But if you if you really rap because he's like what blood something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Who knows, right? Apparently, but, be but apparently people are like he's fake blood and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Once you start getting into gang stuff, yeah. the other gang members don't have a problem. Yeah, talking, right? You know, like, that's what yeah. I'm worried about. I don't think that, um, who, who, who's beeping with at this point? Whatever Keep Chief? Chief Keep Whatever. The Chicago Chief Keep. Do I think he's going to do it himself? No, but will somebody feel incensed in 
Chicago be like, I don't like that nigga. Right? <laughs> yeah. I already killed 15 people. He says the N-word in his songs. He's not even black. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like somebody else might do it for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want those problems for you. That's yeah. why I'm concerned about IHOP. They're really... <laughs> <laughs> They're blood affiliation, too. Okay. Right? I don't know. Does IHOP... Does IHOP but yeah, and out, they keep replacing out here all their burgers now. Yeah, yeah. Out here blipping burgers. Oh my god! I hate you so much. Are we getting rid of pancakes? Completely? No, it's a, it's a sorry. It's, it's a promotional. It's a promotional okay, thing. Okay, thank God. What confused me? I have already sold burgers. burgers right. I've had an IHOP burger before. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So when they said we're going to do burgers, I was like, this is old news. I don't understand what this is. Why? This is a stupid publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was saying IHOP was a rapper. I'm like, who I? <laughs> <laughs> I so Sorry, much. back on topic. <laughs> but Takashi, he, speaking of Chief Keith, uh, he showed up in Chicago mm. and rumored at only like yes yeah, in the morning yeah, <laughs> the, morning. But the only people who are up at that time is like people people's grandmas shops. for the mm-hmm. prayer line <laughs> like nobody's up at that time no. um, thugging okay. <laughs> somebody's probably out there walking their little cute dog oh, this colorful so, haired boy <laughs> on the street okay. with tattoos okay young one yeah he's <laughs> like i'm here where are you at? And it's like sleep, sleeping. <laughs> Papa sleeping till two o'clock in the afternoon. Like, <laughs> who is up? That's what real niggas do. Yeah, and then he also <laughs> took uh, one of Chief Keith's baby mamas out on a shopping spree. Uh, barely. Which he bought her a Gucci fanny pack. Right? Like <laughs> one bag. Yeah, she at least she had. Sorry, I'm like cracking up at the video that she did. She's like, "Hey, what's up? It's your girl. It's Chief Keef's baby mama." That's like your danger. Because you're only um claim the fame. And I'm out here with Takashi Six Nine because Chief Keef don't take care of his kid. Ew. And yeah, and she just walked away with the fan. And pack. all the cops we were just like, "Wow, she don't even know she's being used." Right. Uh, who care, girl? Get your get you your get your one fanny pack, right? girl. Girl, that's right. Live your life. I hope she got a receipt for it because I would have returned it and took the credit. Right. Right. <laughs> then the other part too. Was that uh, apparently Takashi was reaching out to his <laughs> other baby mamas? Like, what you not gonna do? Right. So one of them um, like posted the screenshot of it, like of Takashi apparently reaching out, and she's like, "See, you not gonna get me because I'm loyal to my baby daddy." Like, da 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 da. Just like, girl. It didn't. Oh, he like. Okay. <laughs> I mean, happy for it you. But like, text like, like yo, like this six nine, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, what's up? But this six nine also apparently said that that's Photoshop. He's like, I didn't text. I didn't text that one. I was like, okay. You yeah. see Penny Dust Short? I'm sure you reached out. All this, all this rap investigative journalism is getting out of hand. I'm here for it. It's a whole new level me. of references, right? Hip-hop may be what brings back journalism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's look at the real news. Okay. Ooh. News you can trust. For real. Oh, gosh. Apparently, Rich the Kid is in the hospital. Oh yeah, right now, and I think who is it? I didn't even know Tori Brooks was going out with Rich the Cat. I, thought she I was really with don't really understand who she is. Oh, that's the girl. Who's yeah, doing she's so oh. Tori Brooks is a is an IG model. I'm not gonna even give her more than that. Like I'm not mad at her mm-hmm. anyway, but she's just an IG model. Um, I know that she models for like, or she did black clothing. Fashion Nova, I believe, ah, but also um, Olori Swim. Like I saw her. That's where oh. I first saw her. I was oh, like, yeah. oh shoot, okay, you, you get some gigs, mm-hmm. so you can maybe be. Not just an IG model, it could be a model too. Mm-hmm. But um, she was with Young May, and now she, I guess, was supposedly with Rich Kid, and they mm-hmm. was a, a home invasion mm-hmm. where, like, Rich Kid is like in the hospital, mm-hmm. and she, she had, had like pistol whipped. Yeah, like that. she has a bruise on her face. Right, mm-hmm. and I know, like, I'm not trying to, not trying to start rumors here mm-hmm. on the Black Shy Podcast. Mm-hmm. We are better than that, <laughs> but I know that 
with Richard Kidd and Lil Uzi. We were beefing before. Oh. And Uzi came with that. With the, with the shoulder. With the right? shoulders. <laughs> trying, trying to run up on him in a Starbucks. So I'm like, Oh, that cool? was them. Yes. Oh my God. You know, okay, I, mean, I, mean, like, like, people. I got a little bunch. I love and, little Uzi. I was like, Little Uzi is like my baby. favorite child. He's like, he <laughs> is a little He's weird. He's adorable. Trappy mode. Now I do what I want. Now I do what I want. And I'm just like, I love the trappy mode. He makes me so happy. Like him and what's his face? Young Thug having a shopping spree with the wine. And I'm just like, look at y'all. Adorable bad bitch like yes, yes. <laughs> but like i'm like i don't want to start rumors but i'm like i hope this is not connected because my baby i don't think right. my baby would, would do, do that something so not my son not my son okay <laughs> my son's a good boy but like that it, it I hope. I mean, but you're saying the setup like that. Some people were saying that Tory, they think Tory Briggs set him up. Oh shit! Right? I was like, oh, but she goodness. was like, uh, but she got pistol whipped. Really? Like, yeah, like, I'm a model for Christ's sake. That's the story, uh-huh. right? right? No one gonna believe you if you also got pistol in your face. Mm-hmm. But she just got one pistol whipped. Yeah, right. This needs to be an episode of Dateline. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it needs to. <laughs> and she was also trying to prove on her, um, I think IG story, like. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, if I wanted money from Rich, he would just give it to me. That's how it works. Like, I, I wouldn't mean, be to rob him. She had thick, light skin. Like, right. she might be right. <laughs> she, don't gotta, she don't gotta get people on. Basic. She might be like, right. Mm, right. It might work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, we should hope for the best. Hope for a speedy recovery. Yeah. I hope that it's not a setup. And guys, stop fighting. Stop hitting people. Yeah. Just make your music. Be good. Everyone be rich together and frolic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the last thing with rappers, though, I think we should probably touch on is. We about to get the Carter (laughs) (laughs) So the long-standing lawsuit between Birdman and Lil Wayne um, has ended with Lil Wayne winning and winning the settlement, getting all the coins, and his album is finally free to be released, which is cool. But at the same breath, I'm like, damn, you wrote the album that long ago. I was going to say, like, every rap about Yeah. All the references. Exactly. Because he was really good at making (laughs) making connections and things like that. I'm sure the fucking slang is probably different now, and nothing is going to connect. Obama still president. Right. I'm like, this is a little too late of a yeah. win, but you know, go ahead, go ahead, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, he makes some edits or something. So, <laughs> um, we'll see. Come in, just change a few lines. Oh, Trump is here. Change right. that <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but I said, still say release it and then come up with that new fire right mm-hmm. after. And, you know, people will be good. But I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Blessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> happy Juneteenth to him. <laughs> Liberation. Yes. Uh, so, and, yeah, what else well, is... We can still do some music talk, right? Yeah, yeah, what else is going on? <laughs> some comedy that? into the fusion of music. So, first of all, yeah, our girl Tiffany Haddish. I don't know. <laughs> oh, she about to get carbon beefs herself. Like, but I feel like she's calmed down over some time. You think like, in, so? the, in the past, like, month, I haven't really heard her bring anything up anymore. I but don't know. She was, she was real spicy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Real mm-hmm. spicy in the beginning. Yeah. I yeah. guess she's citing enough non-disclosures and <laughs> <laughs> learning the ways of the of Hollywood. People yeah. want to chill a little bit. But that's the story of... What, what party was it at? So I, I'm not sure of a particular party, but basically it's the time mm-hmm. Tiffany met Beyonce. And if you guys remember... Um, she was saying that somebody bit Beyonce's face. 
Like, so people are just like, what? Everyone's like, who? But who put Beyonce's like, face? Be- I can't tell, but I can tell. So the rumors were that it was, people were saying that it was Sanaa Lathan. Which is why, yeah, which is random. You would never think that Sanaa yeah, Lathan. She's on drugs. Yeah, Sanaa Lathan was like, time. nah, I didn't invite nobody. And if I did, it was a love bite. I was like, oh. Okay, are so you, now you and Daddy yeah, right? you put yourself in there. Okay. Yeah. So recently, that was like a like a few months, a month, at least, or two ago. Mm-hmm. But apparently, recently, um, Tiffany mentioned, didn't say any names again, but she was like, oh, people in the family of this person are now saying that I'm trying to ruin this person's career, blah, 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 because everyone says it's her. I was like, oh my God. So it was Sanaa Lathan. Like, that's you. <laughs> like, what? I like, love you. You just can't, you can't be putting people. Can't, yeah. Can't name them out. Or like, the fact that she was just like, yeah, Beyonce's like, what did Jay Z's like? That bitch bit me. Da da da. It was a fight, her man. Don't worry about like you're doing a lot. And yeah. I, I love you, but you can't, you can't be like, unless you're really gonna come with that fire. Yeah. And be like, I'm naming whoever it is. Like, right. don't drop and then be like, oh no, I'm not supposed to. Either whatever. say it fully or don't. Yeah. The end. Mm-hmm. But I think just generally. She has like tone. I mean, not that I wanted her to tone it down in terms of her personality yeah. and stuff, but I I haven't seen her much in like the limelight for like these past like few weeks. I'm like, mm-hmm. I hope it's not because my was like you too ghetto or you too loud because yeah. I'm like that part. It's like she should be who she wants to be. Okay. You could be loud or outrageous as you want to be, but mm-hmm. in terms of like out of people's business. Yeah. Well, she has a new magazine that. cover out. Yeah, yes. really I was gonna say she was saying some, some, you know, some very Tiffany like stuff. Sometimes you know her jokes like push it, mm-hmm. but I think she was saying like the only Leonardo DiCaprio that she like wants to sleep with is like oh, I think the it? no, <laughs> I think the Gilbert Grape one where he's like a, a special needs like uh, I don't know. I, I don't quote me on that. I have to find the article, <laughs> but I was reading it last. I was like, what? Because you know what Tiffany like that sounds like a Tiffany quote. Yeah, like, like, very outlandish. Maybe she like, didn't see the movie, right? I'm like, what? I was gonna say like, I was thinking maybe the joke would be like the Revenant. Right. So I'm like, no, like, like fights a bear, but I'm like, oh, Tiffany, oh, what? Like, okay, to each our own. Go ahead. I cannot with her. But yes, uh, it's either we gotta know or not. Is it not or not? The end. So to let's keep it light still. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we talk about some beef between uh, Kathy Griffin? <laughs> Comedy <laughs> beef. Some kind of beef between Kathy Griffin and Kevin Hart. She chose the wrong one. Yeah, she, I'll tell you that right oh now. Oh goodness! Like so, you know, she mad. Kathy's been out of the limelight because you know her was career last, got destroyed yeah. for that whole Trump. And let's picture. talk about that for a moment because I was mad at her. So her talking about like getting on. Um, I almost said Lil Wayne, <laughs> Lil Kevin, Lil Kevin. Get on him about that. Kevin's hard. Like, right. So. <laughs> She's so if if you haven't if you didn't know um a few was it two not even two years ago I think it was last year last year just last year she had a picture where she had a obviously fake I wish it wasn't but an obviously fake picture holding up um Trump's beheaded head mm-hmm. was a paper mache whatever the fuck it is right mm-hmm. everyone's it's like oh my god you should never disrespect our president right and what made me mad is that she was like oh i'm sorry and i was like oh so you could be outrageous in every other form but as soon as it comes to this you back down and you're you're like you're sorry about this mm-hmm. yeah so for her to be coming at kevin hart with this it's like just because you don't have that energy Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. don't put that energy on other people you yeah. you fucked up your own career you should have doubled down and been like it's a joke and mm-hmm. I said I said what I said but like I already lost respect for her yeah. <laughs> after that where I was like you couldn't even hold your own in that one mm-hmm. but yeah. 
Yeah. Let's get to the actual beef. Yeah, Yeah. so she, I have the quote here. So she had an interview with USA Today. uh, And she said, I'm quoting, I do feel like this is such an anxiety-ridden time for everyone uh, that there is a thirst for all kinds of comedy. And look, if you want to not hear about Trump at all, go see Kevin Hart. He doesn't even mention Trump. I personally think that's a pussy move because he's a black man. <laughs> oh, spicy. But I guess he's selling more tickets than I ever will. Like, sis. Uh, oh, I'm so uh, mad. Good. Good. Uh, first come, of all. Do not come for nobody's blackness. Sis. Right. Like, first of all. Or tell people what they should be caring about due to their exactly like, what to, to their blackness. Like, about. Right. Like, <laughs> you girl. Try. Now that you read that quote, I'm like, oh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you're mad. You really you she had one, you have one little interview, girl, and you mm-hmm. done messed somebody it up. Somebody granted you your right. shit after you got cut from CNN immediately mm-hmm. after that. And mm-hmm. that's what you say? And the, yeah, the part. And Dragon Paula, is it because he's short? Is that why y'all want to drag Kevin? What Kevin do to you? He's, oh, wow. How many other people don't ever talk about Trump? Exactly. And like, And why is Trump, just because Trump is your focal point, like, why does that have to be everybody else's? Exactly. Like, you don't know what Kevin Hart talks about at home mm-hmm. or what his friends just be like. Kevin Hart's comedy doesn't necessarily need go to political. He doesn't yeah. go to political stuff anyway. So it's like so whatever you think is you know funny, and it's just like that's another thing too of why people like have this thing can't that they can't stand white women mm-hmm. like, white feminism because it's just like you're trying to impose whatever you think you think is important on mm-hmm. other people. Right. Like it is just so like. Shut the fuck up. Like, right. Because you're a black man, you should really be... Like, girl, and again, if you mad at somebody, be mad at Donald Trump. Exactly. Don't be mad Thank at you. Kevin. And again, you didn't have that energy when you did your little comedy stint. No. Mm-hmm. So you brought it up and you got roasted for it and you stopped. So you don't have that energy. Don't come to other people to be like, he don't want to be on a play like you. Right. Like, so maybe no. that's why he's not bringing it up. He's mm-hmm. learned from you. Okay. <laughs> you suffered so he can rise. Let me stop. So on to obviously more sadder news and um, whatnot. So recently, in the past few, in the past two weeks or so, um, there have been two major incidents. I don't want to say major, like this more important, but more publicized um, celebrity deaths, both by suicide. And one of them was Kate Spade, and the other was Anthony Bourdain. And you know, like obviously, like. Suicide happens. Suicide mm-hmm. is unfortunately common. So it's not that these are more important than other people who are not well known at all who die. But um, these are people who've made marks in, I guess, people's lives in different ways, especially right. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Oh, especially that one. And so, yeah, what are your thoughts and whatnot? So for me, it was it was just a little like crazy. So I had a, like a high school reunion, shout out to Nero High. Um, not the official high school reunion because I ain't that old yet, but our vocal music reunion. And I saw one of my friends who works for Kate Spade, like the company. Mm. And I saw her legit was randomly like, "Girl, whatever happened to Kate Spade? Like that? Like does she is she still part of the company?" And she's like, "Oh no, like she sold it like years ago." Mm. She's telling me a little about the history because like, you know my friend works there. And she's like, yeah. "Yeah, she sold it years ago. We just still use her name and all her like." Like in this, but she, yeah, no. And then literally, like four days later, Kate Spade committed suicide. Damn. Like, or you know, attempted suicide, or whatever. But um, yeah, it was like, wow. Yeah. Like, and then even the drama within that, because it's like yeah. this. People were saying, first of all, I don't even know how all this information is coming out. I feel like it's so disrespectful. Very, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's very disrespectful and insensitive. 
um, to talk about what this, like apparently she left a suicide note saying that, um, apologizing to her daughter. Yeah, yeah saying, saying it's not your fault. fault. If you have questions, ask your dad. Just really yeah. loaded already. Yeah. Because we don't know what's going on in there. Exactly. Yeah. And, and anything like that, and then not to like, this is not in bashing people who are gone, and she's probably going through her own, she was probably going through her own stuff, obviously. This is she like, was dependent on alcohol, like, had a really serious um, dependency issue and didn't want to get help. A lot mm. of and the thing, because I know that we're in the midst of a divorce, and it's like, mm-hmm. when things like that happen, you have a lot of unanswered questions where it's like, when you say something like that, the assumption is like, oh, he was abusing her, or mm-hmm. blah, 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 like, yeah. he could also just been getting a divorce and she's having a hard time, time. with it mm-hmm. and she is blaming him but he obviously not obviously but he mm-hmm. maybe was not to blame at all yeah like he has a right to like not want to be with her too mm-hmm. but it just adds so much like complexity and drama yeah. and, and hence the reason why you shouldn't be um publicizing people's notes yeah <laughs> and yeah. whatnot because yeah. it puts a lot of doubt and a lot of un- unnecessary drama into people's lives when they're trying to already deal with what's going on in their family because exactly. i especially had issues I mean, one, obviously going through like, the shock of it when, I, when the notification came across my screen, um, but also just so being so upset with just the reporting, also the reporting mm-hmm. of it. Like you said, like talking about the details of the note and... Uh, and the method, and then, which you're not supposed to do. Actually. Yeah, you're not supposed to. And then mm-hmm. like also, I believe there were photos of... of like what? Well. I think I heard something about photos. Oh, uh, like, not yeah. photos of her, but like, oh, but like photos. Like crime scene. Photos of the scene. scene. Sorry, not crime scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, um, and also just like the language that is used. I think for us, like in the fields that we work in, mm-hmm. we we are particularly sensitive about the language that we use around suicide. Mm-hmm. Even me, um, I just actually said committed suicide, and I mm-hmm. actually backtracked. I don't know if anyone caught that. I was like, that no, yeah, died, died by, by suicide. suicide. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know what's funny? Even though, like, in our fields, we're very sensitive about that, there are specific journalistic um, criteria for writing about suicide, but too. But they're that not following Right, it. that match <laughs> public health and match mental health, where it's like, you're supposed to say die by suicide. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say, like, you're not supposed to go into detail about the method or about the scene. The fact that we know mm-hmm. that she used scarves. Like, we shouldn't have to mm-hmm. know that. The note, like, there, there are specific journalistic um, standards. standards that you're supposed to follow that were just thrown out the window when mm-hmm. it came to this for yeah. sensational, sensationalized purposes. Yeah, and it's dangerous, mm-hmm. I think, in that case, when you sensationalize suicide in that way. Um, and the way that we talk about suicide can could really expose at-risk mm-hmm. people or people who are already dealing with suicidal thoughts. Um, like there's the copycat effect mm-hmm. that's um, also been reported on. And, you know, when we were talking about just about the language, like in terms of avoiding words like committed suicide, because mm-hmm. sometimes it tends to like criminalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, people tend to think like, oh, like you're being too politically correct. This generation is way too sensitive. But like, no, um, it's a matter of life and death. Like, yeah, um, like numerous research has been done on like, I think even like that, the idea of the copycat effect was something that was dated back in like the 1700s where yeah. there was a book that like detailed suicide and like when when the book was released or like distributed in other places like suicide rates in those towns like went up right and, and I so like have, it's real yeah and I actually have the number here it says that the presence of either an entertainment or political celebrity like when um, a study showed that um, there were five point two seven times more likely to have like a copycat effect when it was mm-hmm. like, the suicide of like a famous person right so um so yeah and then also we t- we touched a little bit about um anthony bourdain Ooh, that, was that one i think just like the them happening so close mm-hmm. together and then also just what 
Anthony Bourdain is meant to a number mm-hmm. of oh, people gosh. of color. She, yeah. Not just coming into these countries like, oh, I discovered <laughs> this I delicious know how <laughs> the shirt tastes. No, <laughs> like, I can make it better. Right? <laughs> but Anthony was up with people's grandmas, people's mm-hmm. aunties and them. Like, we literally roll up into places like Detroit and go to like the hood of Detroit and be like, so what's actually going on in your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And like have the episode be based on like that and not just like, you could, he could have gone to like, of course, in that episode specifically and he went to like also other parts of Detroit mm-hmm. but like in most of the places he went to where there was like a marginalized group going through some shit for like mm-hmm. a better word he went to those people first and was like well let like you this is now like me using my white privilege for you to have a platform to talk about what's happening in your community mm-hmm. and that was really important because even when I was younger I didn't actually really like Anthony Bourdain that much because he mm-hmm. came off as very much like I'm a rogue chef and <laughs> uh, everything is oh you do that you don't travel like that I travel like this like that's mm-hmm. how he came off as, but then when he had his um, no reservations mm-hmm. um, parts unknown. Part, and parts unknown on um, travel network and then CNN, he started to grow on me because he so he stopped that he I guess he got rid of that like type of pretentious attitude mm-hmm. and it really became about just like here here's the food here are the stories of the people mm-hmm. and it's just a really especially for as like a person who loves to travel like. It was a really hard hit. Like I'm in all these travel groups and I'm seeing people just like fuck. Like mm-hmm. he and he had the life that we all wanted and like this is something that could still happen. And I think it's a wake up call of like mental illness is not just about like I don't have anything and I'm sad. Right. It's much more than just that. I think someone had a wrote a status is like okay so you see these two like very rich people mm-hmm. committed suicide and you people wonder what someone who's poor and has nothing mm-hmm. like because <laughs> people like have this thing like oh like money can make you safe and money can mm-hmm. make you happy but it's like imagine not having any of that stuff is still not being happy so it's like you gotta like I, I liked it because it's like thinking about it in the reverse people just you just say like oh you know you can't find happiness in money mm-hmm. it's just like yo but look how like yeah. People who are like suffering or in poverty when they commit suicide, just like okay, so it's like, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. like this. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like it was an interesting perspective on the whole like class and suicide, but. Mm-hmm. right? <sighs> so, um, well, before we you know you know transition into the triad segment, of course, we we want to share if you mm-hmm. are you know if you are you know struggling with suicidal thoughts. If you are going through a really hard time we of course want to share with you suicide hotline i have it saved in my phone Mm. um in case i ever need like immediate access to it to give it to someone in need um so it's 1-800-273-8255 again it's 1-800-273-8255 and especially now Mm -hmm. with um with you know summertime approaching we're a lot more social um, a lot of times on social media, I, I see people talking about like checking in on your strong friends mm-hmm. and checking in on that, people. Yeah. But also understand that when people are going through a rough time, you might check on them and they might still want to isolate. So sometimes it's not just a, hey, are you okay kind of text message? Because they could just be like, yeah, sure. Like sometimes right. it's actually putting forth that extra effort. Right, showing to up. Check, show, yes, showing up. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, sometimes like building community, mm-hmm. you know, around that person. Um, it's a lot more than just sending a text uh, here or there or posting, you know, on a person's Instagram page. So, right. um, so yeah. Let's get into the yeah.
Juneteenth, everyone. <laughs> and welcome to the triad segment, the last one of the season. Season. Mm-hmm. Yes. The season. <laughs> ever season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we thought, especially with Juneteenth approaching, um, that it would be cool to talk about it as part of our segment today. Um, so for those of you who don't know, but should know. Um, Wake up. (laughs) Juneteenth, um, it started, like I guess you could say, June 19th, uh, 1865, and it's pretty much the announcement of the abolition of slavery in Texas. Mm -hmm. So um, the Emancipation Proclamation was actually issued uh, two years earlier, I believe, two or three years earlier. but yet, uh, wasn't even that wasn't even like to the amendment. Did the Thirteenth Amendment had passed and they still didn't know? Was that what it was too? Yeah, like they, like, <laughs> you know, like they were like, like, it was, like they were still... For what I remember, it's like basically slavery was over. In yeah, the United like slavery States, was like, like motherfuckers just didn't want to tell nobody. Yeah, like, there were still like some rebels, I believe, from Confederate Army mm-hmm. that were still trying to like hold down things in Taking Texas, advantage yeah. of people being away from everything in yeah, Texas. Because like there's, there's no, no social media. There, like, yeah, nobody to tell you this. Nobody could send a tweet. Nobody could send a raven to pass the news. Sorry, Game of Thrones. And luckily, no Kanye wants to tell these people. It was a choice. Oh. Like, you had a choice, like you, you know, cho- wow. <laughs> they so yeah, so pretty much it's a date that where really all of the um, uh, enslaved African Americans were freed, um, or would at least receive the news of their freedom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, especially just with um, with a lot of. Uh, the rise of like activism with like Black Lives Matter and all of that. A lot of people have been saying like, well, should we instead of celebrating like the Fourth of July, like Independence Day on like mm-hmm. July Fourth, should you know Black people instead be celebrating like Juneteenth? Like, mm-hmm. should we be having barbecues instead? Mm-hmm. They do um, that though. There's yeah, like, there are Juneteenth parades. There's definitely like Juneteenth that. happy hour coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, a celebration. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's a really awesome celebration. But something I wonder too, like. For those folks who were enslaved and like in Texas, of course, of all the states, Texas would yeah, be the one that to <laughs> this day it sounds, it sounds just about right. But um, like yeah, it's like for the two past two years, you just been like y'all motherfuckers. Like I'd be so fucking tight. I was, I, like, I, I, I'm literally imagining like somebody in the forest coming and like. What y'all doing? Like, yeah, they're free. Like, the fuck, what? <laughs> like, I can imagine like, like people being so me? mad. Yeah. Free how? Like, what yes. do you mean? So you telling me, me. Yes. that I've been working really for free, right, for the past year and a half? Oh, I bet. Slave ass, like, oh, I guess the jig is up. Uh, like, <laughs> Man, can you imagine like what happened on those plantations when that like, happened? When that happened, right? Like, right. I, I'd love to hear some of the stories of when that was announced. Cause oh, square up then, right? Like, oh, wow, two years, yeah, motherfucker, two, two years. years. <laughs> Um, and imagine you got people me. were trying to escape yeah. during mm-hmm. those two years, not knowing, like... You don't have to escape. You don't walk off. Right. Ugh, <sighs> I was going to say, the joke was like, at that point, it was a choice. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just walked up the plantation. Nothing would have happened. And you didn't know. You were fair for your life. Yeah, of course, would have slapped You know, yeah. just transition oh. to a new form of slavery. Oh, 100%. Jim Crow. I mean, sharecropping. Sharecropping. Yeah. All that. Jim Crow didn't even happen. Right. Sharecropping. Reconstruction. Reconstruction. Yeah. Oh, let's get into. Let's not get into let's it. Let's not get into it. Right? This is not a regions. <laughs> but yeah, so since we're even talking about Juneteenth, then we know that Juneteenth is something that is like, 
I don't say in, in, for all intents and purposes, specifically African-American. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's something that happened in Texas. It's for American slavery. But, you know, to open it up to like the diaspora in general, we want to talk about like liberation stories across the globe with black folk and like, I guess, our favorite ones. Because mm-hmm. even though there was slavery in the Americas, including like every America, North, Central, South, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but we know that um, colonialism yeah. <laughs> was something that happened too in like the almost entire continent of Africa. So we all got liberation stories in different ways and let's share. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I, think, I think you should go first because your story is one of my favorites. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I will share the brief story or I'll just share some little tidbits of the story of the Haitian Revolution. Mm-hmm. I make it sound jazzy. So <laughs> Haitian Revolution is the only successful slave revolt <laughs> in black history in that um successful meaning that it was that they won and that they got to not only that they won but then the country was ruled by like the non-colonial non-white people that were in ownership of folks there so just a little quick facts that i had to brush up on and i love how there's like almost exact information here. Mm-hmm. The Haitian Revolution started on August 22nd, 1791. And for some reason, the information says specifically at 22 hours, aka mm-hmm. 10 p.m. Don't know how they knew that. And I don't know how they all got together at that time. <laughs> but neither here or there. But something that I learned was that, like, of course, when you hear about revolutions, like, you know revolution doesn't happen in one day. But you think a revolution happens, like, in one sweep, that it's, like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, two weeks shit's bloody and like yeah we win this was 12 years <laughs> this was a long time and i think it was like 12 years four weeks no no 12 years something something four weeks and a day right something wild where it's like very specific but it was a long time and it was basically the um french slaves or the slaves in that country that were owned by france and it was a battle and it's great because it's one of my favorites because it is one of the it's the only one like there have been many many slave revolts and going back to our last episode about slavery being a choice mm-hmm. it obviously wasn't right mm-hmm. the idea that like people think it was a choice or that like all you had to do was revolt people were revolting and we know that the differences of how a revolt could happen what factors make it successful or not are very different we talked about how like in the u.s the ratio between white people and black people was completely different than in the caribbean mm-hmm. and also the caribbean was you are on an island. It's a contained situation. And so you're, the Caribbean has way, way, way more slaves and black people mm-hmm. there than white owners. And it's contained into one small place. The U.S. did not have that at all. And so, like, in terms of what is victory and how to get victory, I hate that the story is used as a, like, oh, African-Americans need to buck up. Like, your history is whack and weak because mm-hmm. you didn't have successful stuff. Completely different factors and would lead to that. But it's one of my favorites because it is the only one. The only thing that makes me sad about it is that because white people will continue whiting <laughs> <laughs> after the revolt, um, France was like, okay, but you can have your freedom, but you need to pay us, basically. And people wonder why Haiti as a country is in like poor um, 
condition. Yeah, like the poorest country in the Western yes, Hemisphere. Right. Yeah. The poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. And it's but like the first black nation. Right. And people yeah. like, how did that happen? And people, Ooh. again, in anti-blackness That's a whole assume. Episode. Right. <laughs> people in their anti-blackness assume, like, oh, you must have did something wrong. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, actually, of course, there is corruption. And corruption happens everywhere. Yeah. That corruption didn't start that. out of nowhere. Ooh. Right. That is something that happened from the very beginning. And it was because Haiti had to pay mm-hmm. in, like, think, like, billions of dollars in, like, today's dollars. Pay billions of dollars. That's basically bankruptcy our whole country mm-hmm. to start from the beginning. And they, ooh, and the U.S. Uh, did um, not tariffs, but tariffs and embargoes mm-hmm. on Haiti. So oh, they weren't yes. even allowing them to have re- no tra- Haiti wasn't allowed to trade with other mm-hmm. countries. Like all these horrible things held in so, by the World Bank. Yeah, and so it's like oh, you can only use this money to build this, but not that, and you have to make sure that for corp- you can allow corporations to come into your land and it'll hire you for this much money. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other thing too with Hillary Clinton, yeah. but like <laughs> the Clinton Foundation. But like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that comes in to why Haiti's in the condition that it is. Yes. And it really stems from that revolution. That's partially why sometimes I cannot stand with people like be roasting Haitians or like making fun oh. of Haiti. Like, and, like yeah, sometimes it's jokey jokes, but at the same time, like, it's, mad respect to Haiti, to the Zools out there, because mm-hmm. that, yo, literally, like, y'all did liberation the did the damn yeah. thing. Right. It set the foundation for all, like, mm-hmm. black uh, liberation. Yeah, it set, it set the, it set the um, fire. Yeah, it's a catalyst yeah. for then, I mean, when people saw that re- revolution, they were like, oh, we don't kind of want that smoke. <laughs> you want freedom? Okay, here. Right, right. Of course, like, it's still, like, you had to, like, buy it. Um, like, I think, like, for the, um, I forgot the story. I wish I had it on top of my head, but I know for the Caribbean, for other parts of the Caribbean, you had to, um, the slave owners got paid, basically, mm-hmm. to um, free their slaves. Oh. And so it's like, it wasn't quite as glamorous or bloody mm-hmm. as with the case of Haiti, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like really Haiti set the set the tone yeah. and got people shook in their boots like, oh, that can happen. And unfortunately, because that happened for the U.S., like that happened there for the U.S., they're like, oh, nah, mm-hmm. we can't have yeah. that happen. And it kind of got doubled down more and revolts got squashed more because they were like, we see y'all doing that across the, the pond. <laughs> we don't want that at all. <laughs> but no, shout out to IT. Yes. Um, y'all really forever and always, like, forever and always. And I will never use like not a joke, <laughs> not like using not using it as anti-blackness of other groups, mm-hmm. but right. whew, especially like, in terms of like Haitian poverty and stuff. Like you mm-hmm. don't even like you just can't because it's like literally everything that every horrible thing that could happen to Haiti, white people did. Right. <laughs> so like a lot of these countries who are like thriving, you know, little other little creepy countries like mm, we have more tourism than this and we're doing good. It's, it's like yeah, you didn't get what ha- what happened to Haiti didn't happen to you like right. that. Mm-hmm. Like so. especially if you're a settler colony. But right. I won't get into that. It's be next season, y'all. Next season. Um I guess so, I could go next yeah, too. Okay. I have a um one of my little favorite black liberation stories. Um there's so many and a lot of them for me that resonate are ones with women. Mm-hmm. But um, so I was gonna do um, Queen Zinga of Angola, so shout outs to her. But I decided to do instead, um, shout out to Ghana, hey. uh, Ya Asantiwe. Sorry for my Asante people if I'm jacking her <laughs> name up, like, but Queen Ya, uh, the Queen Mother of the Asante Kingdom. Um, so she's really famous for um, in being like one of the greatest women in West Africa. So basically, in um, I guess, Asante, like, uh, history, culture, there's this thing called the Golden Stool, mm. like, Asante, and it's, like, where, I guess, the Asante people think that the spirits and everything that created the Asante people is 
in that store. It's literally a golden stool. Like, mm-hmm. It's actually like a golden stool. I bet it's like a truly yeah, solid very, gold. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Also, Mansa Musa type. Right, exactly. <laughs> West Africa, shout out. It's gang gang. <laughs> um, <laughs> so with, um, during, of course, British colonialism, um, uh, the British were trying to, you know, take over uh, Ghana, divide people, yada yada, split kingdoms up, tell people are this, yeah, different tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typical, you know, typical mm-hmm. divide and conquer yeah. uh, that, the, that the British are, like, have mastered. Right. So, um, <laughs> so for, with Ghana, um, or I guess with the Asante people, um, the British started to get a little, little extra, you know? So basically one of the British commanders was like, you know what? That golden stool shit y'all be hyping, we want it. <laughs> we want the golden stool. I want to sit on it. Which is something that is, I think only the king of these times people is even allowed. I don't think the king is allowed to. It is so, like, you're not supposed to, don't disrespect the stool. Right. So basically, yeah. you know, the British have no type of culture. So, like, whatever, I want to sit on it. Mm. Mm, give it to me to sit if on If only they had Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, right? <laughs> so then, um, the rule, the leaders and stuff of, um, the Asante King, they were kind of like, oh, um, you know, we're kind of like not really pressing about it. They were just kind of like, oh, you know, maybe it's fine. And y'all was like, y'all is the queen mother at this. And she was like, absolutely not. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> not, on like, not, not, not on my watch. She's like, it's not on my watch. Not on my watch. So basically she was like, absolutely not. She's like, if the men will not fight, the women of Asante will fight. Like, mm. so she basically led the War of the Golden Stool against the British. What a beautiful name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the War of the Golden Stool against the British. Um, she was such a threat that the British ended up capturing her, um, exiling her to Seychelles, where she, which is in Africa. Yeah. What a beautiful, I mean, hey, right? beautiful exile, right? Right? Like, right? you exiled to Seychelles. Right? Right? That's pretty popping. Pretty popping. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how it was in like 17 something, but right. <laughs> still paradise. I mean, God is also very tropical. So yes. like, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be exiled from your home. Right, but, right. Okay. But she got exiled to Seychelles and, uh, you know, and died there. Um, eventually, I think years, years and years later, uh, her body was brought back to Asante land and buried properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like, in terms of like the fact that she, as even as a woman, was like, "Nah, we're not taking this British bullshit. Like, we're gonna fight." Literally, like, of course, <laughs> yeah. Nah. Of course, like as you could tell, they didn't win because you know <laughs> the Brit Ghana speaks English now, and it's a right, like, <laughs> former we, British colony. We, you know, we, we all couldn't win. But I just love that. It's like one of my favorite liberation stories because she just like as an older woman, like she was young, she was the queen mother at the time. She was just like, "Nah." Not my Absolutely not. not my people. No. You white people are so fucking disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Like, we're telling you what this is. And you're not even, you couldn't just leave it alone. You're like, nah, I want to sit on it's it. the arrogance. You yeah. random ass white person. No, no royal blood. No, not tea. Nothing. You're wash yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. You want to sit on the golden stool of Asante. Go fuck yourself. So, yeah, that's why. These are all love. direct quotes. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> You can go yes, fuck yourself. I was gonna say, in the, in the needs smoothest to do... of tweet, was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Somebody can translate for us right. on Twitter. We will, we will use that. <laughs> I was just gonna say, Dara needs to do an episode, or maybe all three of us need to do an episode of Drunken History. Yeah, yes. oh, yes. oh my god. Yes. Hire us. Oh my god. That, that yo. Because I love history. History is my favorite yo, subject. Same, yeah. I would have majored in history. If I, in the regions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I didn't have to um, teach, because I don't like teaching. But no, I love history. Yeah. We, we really should really do an episode. That would be excellent. Yes. <laughs> next yes. season. Next season. Yeah. 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 All these ideas. I hope you guys are writing them down. Um, so, um, well, my story is a little different. I don't know if you could even call it a story, but um, I felt like, especially in light of what we were talking about with 
Jeff Sessions and the Trump administration, uh, you know, misconstruing uh, the Bible as a means Mm. of getting their agenda across, I thought it would be important to highlight uh, Reverend Dr. James H. Cohn. And he is one of the the founders of Black Liberation Theology back Mm -hmm. in like the 60s and 70s. And so his book, which came out then, uh, was really like set the foundation of um, Black Liberation Theology. His mm-hmm. book was called Black Liberation and Black Power. Hey. Um, so Straight to the point. <laughs> okay, so um, for those who are unaware, um, what he really tried to do was uh, cancel the narrative, which was that Christianity was a white man's religion. And um, mm-hmm. he argued that it's actually a religion of liberation and it that is. God created all to be free. And, um, and so it's described as an interpretation of the Christian gospel from the experience, perspectives, and lives of, of people who are considered at the bottom of society. Um, and so with his work, uh, he actually, he taught up until his, his death in April, he taught at Union Theological Seminary up here in New York. Um, I didn't go there, but I just used to hang out. <laughs> you guys, hang with the cool theology yeah. kids. <laughs> hey guys, um, um, happy holidays. <laughs> so, uh, I really wanted to to highlight his work um, because he spoke out against these racial inequalities um, that manifested in ways such as police shootings, economic injustice, economic injustice, and mass incarceration. But also because when I was in school, um, as I mentioned in in the beginning of our of our show um or at the season which was that my studies were in pastoral counseling he in, even influenced my work um mm-hmm. one of my final papers was on how um racism um really um can cause people to not see the imago day and people of color mm-hmm. um so imago day is is latin for image of god and in in the christian belief um, all men were created, all men and women were created in were created in the image of God. And so um, so that you know idea really influenced my work then in school and influences me now. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of I will say to I, add to that, like the idea that like Christianity is not a white man's religion, like that's mm-hmm. something that also, like I didn't know who he was, mm-hmm. but like that's something that I've always like had issues with because it's like I know we could talk about like how Christianity got to black people, mm-hmm. like excluding like Ethiopia yeah. and stuff. Like it yes, it was something that was um, forced upon like slave, like slaves, right? Mm-hmm. But we and have not just to... slaves too in colonial like oh yeah, sure. yes, thank you for adding that. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like we have to remember that like literally, truly, like where did Christianity start? Like what is Jesus's race? Mm-hmm. He's not white, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, we can talk about the, again, as a Christian, as a religious person, we could talk about the ways that Christianity was used to oppress people mm-hmm. by white people, yes, but to call it a white religion is just not true. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, it's, it's not, it's literally brown people. Yeah. Yeah. Black brown and brown people. people. Black yeah. and right? brown people, yeah. yeah. Like, like we were just saying way that, earlier in the episode, Jesus was an immigrant. Right, <laughs> like the same way yeah. that like the beginnings of Islam, and, and the beginnings, and 
this is spicy, the beginnings of Judaism. Mm-hmm. Like these are little spicy here, but like these are people of color, mm-hmm. right? And so we have to remember truly from the beginning that we had to separate those two things, right? Right. And so like that's yeah. why I hearing that is like really makes me happy. Where it's like get back to the root of it and also the politics of it. Where right. it's like the story is really a political story about marginalization and liberation through that. Right. There was also a teaching that I went to um, at, at, a, at a church in Brooklyn and, mm-hmm. and the pastor there was talking about, you know, is Christianity a white man's religion? And he said, either you're going to believe the Christianity of the slave master or the Christianity of, you know, the abolitionist. Mm-hmm. And, and um, but that really put things into perspective because they were using the same text, yeah, right. but they were, you know, one was actually bringing out the highlighting the truth of it, which was obviously like the abolitionist. So, <laughs> um, just so you guys know where, right. like, where we're aligning <laughs> where we stand. So, yeah, just like like with uh, revolts, like I mean, with Nate Parker, like unfortunately he has been he had to be <laughs> the one to do that movie. But like with Nat Nat Turner's, um, you know, slave role, he was a he was a preacher. I think it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, saw, I actually saw it when I went to. Um, the, the Black Smithsonian Museum, which I really should just say the full name, but it's too wordy. But <laughs> the one in, in D.C., they actually have his Bible there, like, on display. Oh, wow. It's actually really cool to see, like, um, all the different revolts that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like, the revolts that took place in New York. A lot mm-hmm. of times people think, like, oh, yeah, like, New York was always just, like, the liberal place that it was. No. <laughs> they were people revolting in New York and New York. Uh, the people, you know, up here were very harsh in terms of, like, the punishment against... Um, you know, black people who, you know, really fought against the systems up here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. little black history for y'all. Right. And it's not even February. Right. Okay. Okay. It's black history year. Yes. Yes. What was Ju- Jubilee June? Is that what it is? You got all 12 months, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's get to wrapping up. Yes. We've come to the end of the road and still we can't let go. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, rather, we usually share our favorite takeaways from the episode or what we've learned, but being this is the final episode of the season, what is your favorite part of the whole entire season? Like, what was your favorite moment, mm-hmm. favorite whatever? So, mine's not necessarily a moment, but just like, I guess, a, a running theme. Um, of the podcast, what I really enjoy is that, like, of course, we come with the fire, we come with the jokes, Choo-choo. the humor, but I really okay. love the information sharing mm-hmm. and, like, the, the ways that I'm able to, like, brush up on my information to share to y'all, but also hear the information that you all have and how we can come together and, like, think of the different perspectives and what we experience or what we see people experiencing, I guess, based on, like, diasporic stuff. But, like, I think, like, I guess the first thing that came to mind, especially because we brought it up today again, was, like, with mental health episode like mm. it was really it's about like information sharing and like showing not just showing but like it's ex- like experiencing solidarity but really about like so now that we have all this information what can we do with it and how do we make sure that we are uplifting our people mm-hmm. and so that's really something i really really enjoy hence why we come back for season two yeah. you can't get rid of me mm-hmm. i'm coming back but <laughs> yeah no i really really love that we did this and this is gonna be great stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gotta I gotta do it a little wishy. And, and, 
um, sentimental for y'all. Start it off. <laughs> and I think for me, too, um, I loved uh, just hosting this show with you guys. You guys are excellent. I'm so happy you agreed to do this podcast. Um, also, I think what I, my takeaways from the season, um, that you hold is funny as hell. <laughs> Some of the times when um, I'm listening back on episodes, I'm cracking up. Like, I was just For thinking real. about that Russian comment. That is probably the funniest thing I have heard in that episode year. Was That's that? like episode two or one? I know, like, it was episode one. Maybe it was like episode three Yeah, when like Dina said we're all going to be like looking back with our children on this time As speaking in Russian. Russian. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be cracking up. So I just think you guys are so funny and we yeah, had so many great laughs. And then even to just like the need and the necessity for this, having this um, podcast, so many people have reached out about how amazing of an idea this podcast is and how much they've learned and how important it is to have the perspectives of different black people and different black ethnic groups and just the diversity within blackness. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I'll try to condense mine. So <laughs> ditto all of what you guys said. Um, my... One of my favorite parts was the from the very first episode. And I mean, there's been other favorites since then. But the very first episode when we asked each other sort of what was that one moment when we realized that like all of us, like, yo, like black people are not a monolith. Like we're all different. <laughs> and like, let me tell you, like, I was cracking up just at those stories. But also, like, for me, that's when it like really clicked, like, yo, like, this is a thing we could really like take this thing <laughs> somewhere like you know this idea of um expressing the diversity amongst blackness like we, we could do something with this and each time that we've shared this I, I shared this idea like you know the podcast premise with other people they've been like yo like this is for real like a thing like this is this is a cool idea so that um also um piggybacking off of Dina and the mental health episode like with that episode I got a number of people that like hit me up and were like wow like this was really necessary and they really loved it and I mean I talk very freely about therapy and you know both you know with my work and then also with my own commitment to therapy for myself so yeah it's brought about a lot of really great conversation and so yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah. All the parts were my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so I think that wraps up yeah. things. Yeah, so. Oh, my gosh. It's been a wonderful time. Thank you guys so much for yes, listening to thank us. You, thank you, thank you. Like, it's, it's been a good season. I, you know, you always want to say some shit was, like, rough. Like, oh, it's been a hard. But it's been actually really a lot of fun making this podcast and just we have so much exciting shit for y'all next season you won't even believe okay. we'll be interviewing some of the most popping movers and shakers right now like this podcast taking off like okay. just just so you know you the first you you out here you listening you like the first season folks listen you could say that you got put on early, okay. like when this should take off, like okay. you gonna be like those early J Cole fans who be mad annoyed talking about I was with him in the beginning. So, um, so yeah, so, so thank for, you for riding with yes. us, y'all. We appreciate it yes, so so so, so much. Stay tuned. Yes, for when we come back, because yeah. we will be back. Yeah. <laughs>